This is TJ from M5 Property Addicts, hosting the M5 Successful Friends. And uh, today I've got a good friend of the M5, and uh, he is someone that I've met in the industry, farming, looking for properties. And uh, when I actually met uh, this guy here called Eddie, Eddie Stokomere, um, I was actually looking for some opportunities and he literally took his day out, half a day out, and that was my first time of meeting him. And we met, he was presenting himself as a, as a sales agent there and he had a few opportunities. But I just wanted us to understand who this guy is because we're always talking about, you know, having people in your network. So who are these people? I am bringing you Eddie Stokomere. Eddie, how are you? Welcome aboard. Uh, thanks, TJ. Thanks for the invite. Much appreciated. Okay, good. Eddie, what do you do? Who are you? Um, uh, we have journeyed now a little bit of a journey over the years that we've been talking. Uh, some days we are super quiet and some days we talk quite a lot. Um, and I've actually recent, not recently, but now I know that you actually own a company and you do cool things. So, so who are you? What do you do? All right. Um, so I am the principal of the main properties. Right. So literally, principal. Some it's a little bit technical to most people. So what literally means that I'm the managing director of a real estate company called Bermain Properties. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. So so you. I mean you. I, I don't know, maybe you just uh, left school and then boom, you became the managing director of this company, the main properties. Um, but, but where are you from? How did it all start uh, for you to be in this space? Let's just talk about your early days into real estate. How did you actually just get into the taste of real estate? Um, you know, when you left school, were you, some, were you like some of us who were you know, smoking weed on the corner um what 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 how did you get here it's a long story but i'll try yeah. to make it as as short as possible uh luckily enough actually i started real estate at school um i actually did a program called valuation uh, in estate management so okay. um apparently i'm a qualified uh valuer you know i'm a qualified portfolio manager and all those kind of nice things so right. most of my college mates they're all in corporate they employed in corporate but for me in my life i was only employed for three um then i left uh that's we're talking way back in 2004 to start you, working you said, instead you, said you were employed company. for how long three months for three months yeah Hey, back in the days, that's just like probation. So, so you, you didn't survive <laughs> probation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't wait for the results of probation. I left. Okay. You know, without even the results of probation, you know? Right, so, right. So, 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 like, so like I said, um, I started property management. So I, I was actually in the commercial space uh, right. uh, doing commercial properties then 
the the desk uh, nine to five. and imagine it's very funny even it's i was um, about 23 years old at that time right. but that's when i realized to say this is not for me and i left that's when i started selling properties okay H- how did you start selling properties um uh, how did that journey trans- tra- transpire from you being employed you're a qualified evaluator and obviously you can you can you can work for a bank or whatever the company is and you can become an evaluator you know you don't have to worry about going out there to look for properties they just come to you and you evaluate and you get paid but you left that at a young age and you decide well i want to be a sales agent um what made you change your mind Do, do, do you know what it's um i don't know if i would say i was lucky or i was um confident enough at that early age to follow my heart you know most people um it's very difficult to most people they go to work which they don't like and they're stuck there in the cubicle nine to five for 20 years but for me i was just lucky that at that early age i felt that it was not for me and i was lucky enough to leave um the industry earlier so like i always say to people that i'm a qualified valuer i'm a qualified portfolio manager but i never practiced this valuer in my life i never been a portfolio manager in my life or what i know is selling properties so yeah like i just said you know it's lucky that i managed to find my passion at an early age yeah so Eddie, you know, you, you speak about this passion, right? And um, for many of us, it's, it's actually, I, I don't know whether where I am right now, this is my passion, but, you know, it is my passion today. Uh-huh. And um, whether it will sustain me for the rest of my life is a passion or whether it will change, I, I don't know. When you're saying it's a passion, you, you left your your. I mean, you, you went to school and your parents paid for school fees. And there you are, you just decide. That, that doesn't happen at my, at my mother's house, uh, her, her house. And, you know, if, if my parents were set up on this is what you're going to do, uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. How, how did you navigate that, that predicament? Because, I mean, you're just young, right? You're just coming out of school and then you are, you've picking up a different direction of versus what you have learned and for a lot of us we we just told or we believe that what you are told to learn is what you become yeah um that's a good question you know but when i when i look at it again uh it was mainly for the reason <clears throat> my parents were not really much involved in my career choice you know yeah. so um uh, it was a little bit flexible to me you know <laughs> you know today so they were not much involved in it so that's why it was a little bit easier um i would understand that if parents should get what to say you've done real estate go and work in a bank go be a valuer go and work for this big corporation and uh, for me i just left to join a one-man company at that time you know, so it was, uh, again, I guess I was like that my parents were not that much involved in, no. uh, in my early uh, career. Right. But, but where did it come from, Eddie? 
you know um you know we grow up and we don't know astronauts and, until we start seeing them on the tv uh, and now we start to aspire that oh actually you can be an astronaut um or we grow up you know knowing that there's a farmer down the road so you grow up not wanting to be a farmer because you're always seeing them um looking the way that they look as farmers but now you actually don't know there's a business behind it so people shun away from it so what we see is what we become what we see is what we want to become or not want to become uh, but for you how did the real estate actually just resonate um so i think the 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 main the main reason or the most important thing which happened at that early age um i'm trying to find the proper english word for hustler you know so i started hustling but survival it was all about money so i was so impatient to wait go up the day or started uh intern uh, commercial property manager i was earning x amount and then so i think i was uh i was impatient to to wait for my turn to go up the uh the corporate ladder so yeah. i decided to take the shortcuts to to the money you know what it was it has not been solved the way but it was um, mainly about survival when i left that and saw the opportunity in real estate as a sales agent. Okay. So I had an opportunity to make way more money. And you know what? I was actually lucky to um, uh, tell our friends, you know, the chartered accountants to say, you know what, guys, keep your money for you. That's how much money we're making. Right. Okay. So it was it was for the money for you. I mean, it was money for you that lured you into real estate. Um, but I'm just trying to think now. There, there you are. You are in it for the money, and then somehow along the ways you you find your passion, right? Um, mm. Is there money in property? You've been how long have you been at it now? Um, over 15 years, man. Over 15 years now. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I started a very, I started a very, yeah, about 15 years. Um, I started very, very, and, um, I spent some quite of years in Zimbabwe and then I went to Dubai for two years and now in South Africa for about 11 years now. Okay. And, and all of this when you were um, in all of these places uh, that you've been, um, you were just doing property, selling properties. Yes. That's okay. all what I know. That's, that's all what I've been doing. So I want to give you, put, to put you into perspective to say around 2014, 2015, yeah. things were not moving at all in our business. I even started looking for a job. And believe me, I got a job and I was at the 65,000 salary a month, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I went through the contract, I went through them, and I realized it was not for me still. Wow. Right. Now, Eddie, um, so you have done 
how, how did you get in to become an estate agent? Um, you know, what was your first job looking like? Uh, because now you say you're a principal. Principal, the way I understand yeah. is in an organization, you, you are the, the bucket kind of like stops with you. You, you, you hold the license for that, for that company. Um, and obviously 15 years ago, you were not in this space. Um, how, how did you get to become a principal? How did it all start? So when I look, uh, when I look at that, it was actually um, happened by mistake, I guess. Yeah. Because I was employed in one of these corporate real estate companies in South Africa. Right. And um, I'm trying to make it as short as possible to say um, there was a misunderstanding with that company, you know. So when I told them that I'm leaving, they thought that I'm joking. Yeah. But I never thought that I would leave. I never thought that I would, that I would start my own company. But, um, you know, I was forced to make a decision uh, of the situation. Uh, so if you look, if you know in the big corporation, in the big real estate companies, um, they give you what is called a farming so they will say, you are an agent for signing here, you represent X company, right? right, right. So what happens is that they gave me, in the, same, in the same way the way I was working, I've done very, very well. I established a market share in the area. And then they, they forced uh, a partner on me to say, you know what, your area is too big, you need to start working with this partner. So that's how I, uh, I left corporate. Then I left and then I went to start our own business. Okay. Um, what does it take actually to, to be a principal? Because um, for one to start, I mean, if I just look at myself, can I, can I just become a principal? Okay, so when we, uh, I'm gonna take you through again, it's a, even when I'm training our interns, yeah. it's a training for the whole day, you know? So I'll try to summarize the 24 hour, the 10 hour, one minute. Okay. Right. So, so what happens is that for you to enter real estate, um, anybody can enter real estate, but it's about what you want to achieve when you, because you can enter real estate with matric, right? Yeah. And then when you are in real estate, you need to save one year as an intern, estate agent at a company. Yeah. While this you are doing your one year intern, you need also to do uh, the what they call NQ five, NQ four real estate, right? Yeah. Uh, you're going to do your logbook. So in, in the first year, you're doing your 12 months compulsory internship. You should do your logbook in that 12 months. You should do um, your NK4 real estate in that year. So right. after the end of those 12 months, right? After the end of those 12 months, uh, after passing your logbook, after passing your NK4, then you get upgraded so that you can be able to write uh, PDE4, Professional Designation Examination 4, that's a board exam by the Estate Agents Affairs Board. Right. After you write that exam, then you become a PPR, you know, a professional practitioner in real estate. Now you're an estate agent. But if you yeah. want to be a principal or if you want to own or run a business, you need to go further and do NK5 real estate. Then after passing it, you need to go ahead and also do board exam 
what is called PDE-5, and then you can become a principal. Okay, interesting. I, I, I didn't know all of that, and um, thanks for the education. But I've also seen on your signatures when you send me any emails, sometimes it says master practitioner. What does that mean? Oh, yes, yes. So, so what happens is that after you write and pass uh, PDE-4, you become property practitioner in real estate. So after passing that exam, yeah. you now can use those pronominals, PPRE. So after passing in uh, PDE-4, you become a master practitioner in real estate. Um, right. Yes. So that's why you see MPRE on my signature and on my business card. Okay. All right. Great. As an individual, um, for you, all of this credentials that you and accolades that you've now got, um, what do they do for you? What benefits do they bring onto the table for you? Do you know, uh, <laughs> um, I have only studied for me to be able to practice legally. If I had an option, I wouldn't have studied. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 that's basically, a, that's a mindset of a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But that's being honest with you. You say, you know what? For me, uh, um, reading is not much for me. So I just have to read for me to be able to run our business uh, professionally and legally. You right. know. So yeah, you know it's um. So what it does for me right now, it has done a lot of things actually because they give me a lot of opportunities. And at the moment as well, I'm able to help other people uh, who want to start their companies and they cannot start because, you know, like real estate is a professional industry. It's like a audit. You can't start an audit firm if you're not an auditor. So I'm also helping other colleagues who want to be estate agents and then they can employ me to be their principal then they can be able to operate and then be able to give themselves time to study and also practice. All right. Okay. So are you saying that <clears throat> um, when you're helping other people there, so uh, I can, if I think that, you know, real estate is for me and I want to become an estate agent, I've got an area that I want to be specializing in, maybe Santon or whatever the case is. And I can then come to mm. you as a master practitioner or someone who's a, who's a principal. So I employ you. Obviously, you give me the do's and the don'ts, the training. I become an intern. And out of that, I kind of like run my area under your, your direction. And is this how it works in, in, in um, it's an agent? Mm. Okay, uh, not exactly. Okay, there's two ways. Let me actually focus on the way to say for us as a business, right? Right. We actually employ or hire people who want to be state agents and we sure. allocate them a specific area to work on, right? Right. So uh, it's, it's not everybody. Even now in our business, we've got other people who close their businesses to come and join us. It's not very easy. I understand as a business person, it's not very easy business because of overheads and all that so in most cases we focus more mainly on uh uh people who want to sell or do of their of properties that's what mainly 
focus on. So you come to an organization, uh, give you a specific area to work in, and then and then you work. It's a different situation of someone who wants to start their own business, you know? Yes, yes. Right. So, Eddie, coming, coming back to you, um, uh, I'm glad that you have, you know, just uh, indicated to us your, how the business runs and how actually one can just become an estate agent. You know, I, I kind of like see people saying that, hey, I want to be an estate agent and all of those things. And then I also meet other investors who are wanting to say, I want to become an estate agent so that I can, I can get good deals. And I am of the fact that, no, really, you just need to have an Eddie on your side. Um, because from the day that I met you, Eddie, you've been, you kind of like work with investors, with people that understand the risk associated with property and things like that. Why have you chosen to work with investors rather than just, you know, um, working with normal people that are looking for a house, first-time home buyers? Why, why is that your niche? Because that's what I see when I look at you. Or each time when you present a deal to me, it's, it's much it's better baked than the estate agents that I deal with um, in other areas. Um, why, why is that so? Because you, you seem to have a better understanding of working with an investor. All right. So um, the main reason why, and if you realize, is I specialize in Jobbik CBD only because I've been working in that market for the last ten years. When I came to South Africa, that's the market where they put in. So over years, I managed to establish myself there, um, and then that's how I get good deals. That's how I get the big deals. And then when it comes to investment, that's actually the reason why. I remember I've done very, very well uh, in town, even when you're selling single units. Um, you would realize that probably, I don't want to put a percentage of it. Let me put it this way. To say some of the estate agents, like you already mentioned, say they don't even know the formula of how to calculate yield. So I think that's where that education comes back to say, you know, uh, it was not, my parents did not waste money for me yeah. to be able to help you properly because now I understand I know how to read a cash flow, you know. I know I understand how to read um, income statement. So that's how I know how to calculate um, yield, uh, return on investment, all those kind of things. So yeah. that's actually the things we learned in school um, as part of the proper investment, you know. Yeah, and these are the most. I mean, you speak of those two um, components in a deal. And those are the critical ones, right? Um, when one is actually doing property investments, like the many are people that we, that I work with. Um, so, having worked with investors um, from your side as as an estate agent, you are always wanting to save the investor. What are the challenges that you see working with individuals like like me um, as an estate agent? Because you always wearing that estate agent hat where you're thinking about, you know, you want to put in some money on the table. Uh, but in the same breath, you're also trying to save me as, a, as, a, as an investor and please me as a customer. But you also have another customer who is the person who's actually selling. How do you balance that? That's exactly, it takes a lot of skill and experience for you to be able to do that deal, you know. To, yeah. uh, we said for us at the end of the day, we want to do, win 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 deal you know right. 
I win as an estate agent, you win as an investor, and the seller also should be able to win. So that's where the whole skill of negotiation comes in to say, you know what, all of us, we need to find each other. We need to find the common ground. And that is exactly my duty. That is exactly my job as an estate agent. So that's why I was trying to convince you to sign on that deal when I was doing the numbers for you. You know, and at the end of the day, I want to make sure that the num you achieve the numbers you wanted. You're going to get the yield you wanted. At the same time as well, the owner is managed to achieve what he wanted to achieve especially if they have to still pay the mortgages and all that. So yes, it takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of sales skill. It takes a lot of sales negotiation skill, actually, for you to be able to broker that deal. That's exactly where the name comes in as a broker. All right. Now, um, is there any deal that you can take us through where you know you are working with an investor together with the with the seller, and you can just describe it maybe from a numbers perspective uh, as an example of exactly what you've just mentioned um, that that you can just walk us through and we can see the numbers of uh, what did the investor actually walk away with and what did they the, the seller actually walk, walked away with and and um it was a win-win like you are you are mentioning okay um so so you know what happens for me i categorize my investors in three categories they are investors who invest for yield only you know right. who are more interested in yield like yourself yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If anything else don't matter. The other invest the other investors who are interested in uh, capital growth. Right. You know, and others would go in. So um when when we look at in the other people who are rich one just for tea to say the one so when we look, uh, so when we look, uh, I'll give an so example of a one. couple of deals. So I had the first, the I second, have, what, which one is the third one? Uh, um, so you get a yield, I, okay. and then you so go let me repeat again. Yes, and then like, like I said, so so basically, it's your your the uh, the investors who are looking for yield only, right? Right. right. And then the others who who and then the others who a bit of both and then there are other people who invest for capital growth uh, most investors who, in, uh, who uh, want to invest in the capital growth market are basically your your rich people sure so like i said the so rich it is people obvious now, i'm not here <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what um in uh do you know how it takes né? some uh it's always different to say you start something on your own today uh, your third generation will be richer. <laughs> so there are other people who have been onto it. There are fifty. There are fifty-eight generation into wealth. Those are the people sure. now who just buy for prestige to say they don't look at the yield. They just buy like an example I gave you for Michelangelo to say they just buy to say I've got a unit in Michelangelo. Look at they don't look at the yield anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, let let me go back to you to say 
the investors who invest for yields. Uh, I want to take you through a, a quick straightforward deal. There's this uh, old man in Hillbrook. He was struggling to sell his property for years and years. And most estate agents actually doesn't want to work in that area. Um, He contacted me and said, you know what? I can get you. I can sell this property for you. Uh, He wanted $170,000 for his property. I got him $170,000 for property. Then I found an investor. And then I said, you know what? This deal, um, uh, you need about $30,000 to renovate this unit. Right, and then I can easily rent this unit out for you for six thousand rand. So man. there it is. I did a deal. Uh, then I, I did a deal for somebody to earn thirty percent yield on a single deal. Why was I not involved in a some simple deal like this one? <laughs> do, do you know what? Uh, I think next time we need to communicate better because. I thought you are more interested in the bigger ones, yeah? For sure. Um, I've, I've moved away from small units. Um, and the only reason yes, why I've yes. moved away from small units is that I, I do not want the body corporate to, to put rules and regulations upon me. I want to be the body corporate. Uh, so control for me and the company, uh, M5 Property Addicts, it's very important. Uh, because, you know, you leave a lot of money on the table. But, I mean, the, that deal that you've just spoken about, that's an exceptional deal, depending in, a, as well on which part of Hilbro it is. Uh, but thanks very much on, on explaining that deal to us, Eddie. Now, Eddie, you've got a company, actually. That's, that's just the company that you own, you run, uh, Bermain um, Properties. What, what services do you guys offer? So I speak to you all the time. I've never spoken to one of your interns. When I see something that I like, when you say stuff, I always come to you. So you're my go-to guy. Um, and I've also seen your boards everywhere across uh, in, in and around Johannesburg. So what is the company, what have you now evolved to become uh, in today's life? Um, are you just selling properties? You tell us. Um, yes, we, we, are, we are a real estate company. We specialize right. in property sales and rentals. That's our, that's our main focus. Then uh, we, also do, um, we also do our property administration. So if guys, you buy a block of flat, an administrator or a property manager, how you call it, we also for investors. Also, we are now uh, we involved into sectional title and homeowners association management. So you 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 have a board corporate. We also do uh, sectional title management. You know uh, that's mainly our that's mainly our um, our duties. Now we're trying to evolve into project management. And now we want to get into these deals as investors ourselves. Uh, you know looking for partnership and um so we involve now into project management and the like but we haven't much done uh, we haven't done much in the project management um sector okay but why do you want to go into the ownership space i mean i mean you, you are you're currently in the servicing space and now you want to double up um why why are you seeing that need for you 
Um, yeah, for the long term. Yes, I'm saying for the long term, property is always the um, <clears throat> the right. Um, it is probably most arguably the only investment which can uh, guarantee your hedge against inflation. Okay. Like, uh, like most people, you know, like I'm starting to get a lot of inquiries now of people panicking now after this COVID-19, most people lost money in the, um, uh, in the stock market, you know, yeah. myself, I started in the stock market a long time ago as well, and I lost a lot of money out of it. So that's why now I'm going in the direction of property. Right, right. Okay, good. Eddie, um, it's been awesome having you around. Um, in Eta Bemen, um, where you say that you are generally in and around Johannesburg, um, so are you just Johannesburg based? Um, and do you manage in and around Johannesburg? But what, what is your area coverage look like? Okay. We, we are not a franchise. Uh, we are we own our company wholly, so we're not a franchise. Yeah. We can be anywhere we want to be. But currently, just now, we have um, something. So, yeah, we, we are actually available. But for now, we only have got one office in Sunday. Okay. All right. So, you're Santan based. You operate in and around Johannesburg. Awesome stuff. Um, Eddie, it's been great having you around. Um, we're going to put um, your website and your details in the show notes uh, for anyone else who is wanting to um, get in contact with some of your services. But they should know that you are my guy for kind of the, for, for deals, right? Uh, and all the deals comes through to me. Um, but yeah, so Eddie, you, you got an amazing story of how you actually started off in your real estate and um, how you've now built your business. By the way, are you at liberty to share how many properties you're currently now managing? Uh, in, 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 in terms of, okay, let's start with, uh, we can go with categories to say, sectional title management, we've got about 11 buildings which you are managing. Good. And then we go to uh, property administration, single units, um, we are very much close to 100 now, uh, single units under our management. Right. Like I was telling you that offline to say, you know, likely enough of the COVID-19, 70% of our tenants are still paying rent. You know, some percentage is paying 50% and a few of our clients, unfortunately, they were retrenched and all that. Right. And yeah, so... So when we when it comes to sectional title management, when it comes to property administration, that's our portfolio. Good, you well done on that. Uh, you're doing well um, for a young man like you. Um, so you're doing great there. Thanks a lot, Ed, for for hanging out with us. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to be doing more deals. We're looking forward to seeing you more in the market, farming, and uh, doing all the great things. Uh, any closing comments that you'd like to give Eddie to someone who's just left matric, someone who's just um, tired of what they are doing currently and their passion is in real estate, right? Irrespective of where they are in life. 
whether they have money or no money, what, and they're wanting to start, what's your tip? Um, they want to join real estate. They want to be investors or to work in real estate. Okay. So what? Um, even we had a beautiful story last year of an estate agent who was one of the best estate agents in the Midland area who didn't have a car. So it's all about the drive. It's all about the passion. It's all about hard work. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you've got the car or not. So. Uh, you know, it's, so the most important ingredient when we uh, when we interviewing agent agent is drive, in okay. hard work, the passion. You know, right. that's the right. most important element to an estate agent. So anybody can be an estate agent, but to work very hard. You know, I always say to my intern estate agents to say that. Um, you know, when we were growing up, we all wanted to be quantity surveyors and lawyers and what what. But most of us did not make the marks to be lawyers. And it is real estate which gives you that second life to say, you know, you can be an estate agent with matric and you can earn as much as someone with a master's degree who is, a, uh, who is an economist somewhere or even who is still not even employed. Right. That's a good one. Eddie. Good having you around. Thanks a lot. God bless. Cheers. Bye. Yes, cheers. Bye.